0: So here we are again, Chris, Living Room 101.
1: Hello, Tom. How you you Lynn? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. How are you? Yeah,
0: bearing up, bearing up. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, do you think we should just get into it? <laughs> well, um... Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, why not?
1: Yeah, okay. Um, I think that you should go first this week. Really? Yeah, I do.
0: Okay, I'll go first.
1: I feel that like quite strongly, actually.
0: Yeah, Good. Um, I can feel the, uh, the strong
1: vibes coming across yeah. you're still in Scotland, aren't you? I'm in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't think it's anything to do with being here, but maybe I just really want to hear from you, you know?
0: Yeah. No worries. I'm, I'm, I'm up for that. Yeah. Um, so, um, it's really sort of carrying on a little bit, um, from the last pod where we mentioned right at the end of it, that, uh, there were certain things about, uh, lockdown, um, lockdown. current situation. <sighs> <laughs> that uh, that were irksome, um, and uh, one of those things for me is um, the phrase "uncertain times." Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, can I just can I just qualify that? These uncertain times. You, you might
1: even go so far as say, "In these uncertain times."
0: I think I need to go the full. I suppose the director's cut of that <laughs> phrase is "in these uncertain times." Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um I think specifically that it's it's irksome because um it feels like it's kind of cosifying the whole situation. Um <laughs> yeah. and making it really sort of I don't know, somehow kind of cozy. Um does that make sense? Um Yeah. Yeah. And also it's sort of um it seemed like it was being it was almost being used during the whole sort of Brexit thing. Yeah. Um, and now we're into now we're into sort of uh, Coronaville. Yeah. Um, it's sort of being used even more, and um, there's just something about the phrase that just really is annoying. Yeah. Um,
1: right. I, I hadn't quite thought of the fact that in these uncertain times was did make its stage debut during Brexit, didn't it?
0: It did. Yeah. And then, but it's sort of like I mean I think it's been going on for a while where. Even before that, I mean, I can't even remember what was before that, but there was probably, was it another virus or was it something? I think it was probably the, was it like the the economic crisis, something yeah, like that. Definitely, I'm pretty sure it came in then as well.
1: Yeah, um,
0: yeah. And I think I think the, you know, this is the problem with the phrase is that um, when are they going to end
1: these uncertain times?
0: Yeah. <sighs> I mean, basically, all times really are uncertain. You know, was was there a sort of was there a time when when someone was able to say, "Oh no, we're in certain times now <laughs> this is uh, you know I, I'm re- I really feel like I know where I stand um, you know is it was it like the cold War stalemate anyway between the two powers
1: I don't think that the potential nuclear holocaust was certain times
0: no, but it there was like a kind of geopolitical stability. Ironically, created by the threat of total annihilation. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, I'm just positing it as a theory. I don't know whether it's true, but... I, mean, I,
1: didn't, I, I think, was that not like Thatcher's whole game was trying to make certain times, but sort of out of kind of conflict as well, wasn't it, really?
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess it was. I guess it was a bit. Um, I'm just sort of thinking back to when all that collapsed... That kind of um, balance of power, if you like, is that when uncertain times happen? Is that the beginning of uncertain times?
1: I think um, the <laughs> beginning of uncertain times must be like the First World War. No, I think like before that times were fairly certain in a kind of empirey kind of a way, and then oh, maybe, yeah,
0: they were pretty uncertain though all the way from the late 19th century when um <laughs> there was the scramble for africa and then there was all these kind of like uh incidents between all the great powers when it looked like you know war was going to come and that happened that that went on for about 30 years really before actually war did happen um also that's pretty important
1: so we're talking really about certain times for kind of aristocrats aren't we i mean i imagine the uh the times didn't feel that certain to the the poor and needy and the the people uh, sort of oppressed by empire, did they? No. um, But then there were fewer emails then. There was less
0: email going around, wasn't there?
1: Yeah. So there wasn't probably so much use of in these uncertain times.
0: Yeah, indeed. Uh, Do you feel like it's being delivered via email more than anything else?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I'm seeing it a lot in emails. Yeah, in fact, I'm seeing it in every email.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I get a lot of uh, all this madness. Yeah, 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 yeah. All this madness. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mind. I think that's all right. That's fair enough. It is to me. It's more madness times than it is uncertain times.
1: In these madness times.
0: Yeah. Um, and. And i I feel like it's being delivered uh, more via sort of corporations, like you know, comp- like adverts in these uncertain, uncertain times. We're doing, especially supermarkets, you know, in these uncertain times, we're doing everything we can for our, for our shoppers. I mean, I heard this ASDA one the other day, yeah, yeah. and they were just they were, all they were talking about was you know when you come to ASDA, um, keep two meters apart. They they weren't even doing a vulnerable slot.
1: They weren't doing one.
0: No, they didn't have one, and and so they sort of said, "We're doing everything we we can for our shoppers. So you do everything you can to keep each other safe." Yeah. Um. And it just uh, and it's like, you know, there's a sort of there's there's a um, there's a whole load of these things where people are sort of doing things like um, good deeds. You know, people are. Um, I heard this thing the other day on the radio where it was like, "Good deeds corner," and they were talking about people who've done good good deeds which is great um but then one of them was um one of them was uh like a diy store um who sponsored the program that this was on right talking about one of their managers having delivered load of goggles to the to the local hospital right which is great you know brilliant thing to have happened but it was like the main one in the good deeds corner and then directly after that there was there was an advert for that that um that store, you know. Directly after that, there was the kind of advert sting of the program.
1: Ooh, um, that's a bit bald, isn't it?
0: And um, so it's just like it's marketing, marauding as as oh, we're here for you, you know. Yeah, and I think it's cynical, isn't it?
1: I suppose so, but then maybe you just have to let that go for the goggles. You know what I mean? Like if the well, for the sake of the goggles. Yeah, if the goggles aren't really necessary, then no,
0: no, that, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, but um. I mean do you get it do you get it that it's sort of coming this uh, in these uncertain times is coming via a corporate kind of
1: it's um, mainly, it's mainly corporate but i am also getting it from individuals it's de- definitely seeping in i see. um you know it's got its sort of younger cousins like in these difficult times yeah um uh, what's the other one? Well, the the madness one is 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 also a relative, but in these uncertain yeah. times, is definitely the king. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely the big brother, and and he's really around a lot at the moment. Yeah, um, but, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it from individuals as well as corporations. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, like every time, you know, my bank or whatever, it's like it's not even just one email from them. It's like whenever I log into my bank, it's like you know, in these uncertain times, you know you can help us by doing this. We're helping you by doing that. And I'm like, okay, I've I've got that now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather they said like, uh, you know, during um, during the virus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just tell it. How, tell, what? Don't just sort of be kind of wishy washy and amorphous about what's going on. Just sort of say mm. during, you know, during the coronavirus. Um, times because <laughs> like, um, otherwise it's it does feel like it's this ongoing perpetual state of crisis um, that you know we like we've gone we've lurched from sort of like economic instability to to brexit to um, to a virus you know and and I mean it just doesn't seem there's never going to be a certain times um,
1: <laughs> like, you know ever again. Um, Can I ask, do you think, well, it's a two-part question, really. First one is, have you come up with your own kind of nickname for the virus that you can use? And the second part is, do you think it's yet got its kind of um, nickname? I'm thinking, like, certainly in The Wire, they call, like, being HIV positive, having the bug. So, like, that kind of nickname, the bug, um and i mean personally what i'm quite going for at the moment in like a personal message or something where i don't want to say you know the virus i call it the plague i say oh you know i'm just going to self isolate for a bit to make sure i don't give anyone the plague yeah are you you um, into in that i haven't
0: done the I haven't done the plague um i've i think i've just gone for um covid ah oh,
1: that's good too yeah yeah that's good
0: it feels like a name, like it feels like someone's name, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. quite like David.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's um two letters shy of just being David, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Yeah, so that's what that's my uh that's my go to um at the moment. It may develop into something else, you know. Um Yeah. Uh, the plague the plague thing is um yeah. I don't know, it feels a bit um feels a bit wrong calling it a plague. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I can't say, oh, I'm not going to see so-and-so I, I, just to make sure I don't give them the coronavirus, comma, capital COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, the virus, I suppose. But, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: I've got to make it comedy a little bit.
0: I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, no.
1: I'm sure in the 1300s it wouldn't have been very funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that material would have bombed in the 1300s. It would, yeah.
1: But I, I think I'd have been a strange presence in the 1300s anyway. You know, I don't. Know, I think you, I think you'd have fitted in quite nicely. Oh, really? Yeah. Not in these clothes. Well, no, in you'd you'd have had to have sort
0: of contemporary clothes, I think. But yeah, um, I can see you. I think you're a very 14th century kind of guy.
1: Oh, okay, thank you. Is that some kind of comment on my haircut? <laughs>
0: um, I don't know. Possibly, I don't know why. Um, I think that you know it's it's weird. I see the 14th century is blue and white. Okay. Yeah. And possibly because of the uh, possibly because of the Edwards, something to do with the Edwards. There was a lot of Edwards in the 14th century. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I <laughs> think like the Order of the Garter was that blue and white or something. I don't know. Somehow it's lodged in my head that that whole century is blue and white. Okay. And Richard II, who who sort of was there um up to 1399 before he was uh um <laughs> before he um was chucked chucked out um for some reason he's uh he's blue and white in my head okay mm.
1: um well what was his what was his famous symbol tom
0: oh the richard the seconds yeah Is this a quiz question, or do you you not know the answer and you're asking me?
1: It's kind of a quiz question.
0: So you do know the answer? I do. Uh, It was, um, was it the sun?
1: Well, do you know what? I'm I'm sure he had more than one. But what I'm thinking of is the white heart. And uh, in my head, that is on a blue background. Got you. Yeah, Yeah, I
0: think there was a lot of blue and white around, wasn't there? What do you
1: think of me as Richard II, the famously vain and ineffective king?
0: The Skipping King. Um, <laughs> was that what he was called? The Skipping King, I think, was um, ha- what Shakespeare described him as, or one of the characters in in Richard II, the play.
1: Because he skipped described him as like, an idiot.
0: I think he described him as the Skipping King. Um, it was because he changed his mind a lot. Um, so, for example, he there was the early merciless parliament in his reign, which basically killed all his friends and uh, Uh people he was giving giving all the land to. Right. Um, And then he ruled with the people who, um, who did that to him in relative peace for quite a long time. And then basically um, killed them all. Um, Mm. Actually, that was probably the merciless parliament that came later uh, where he basically killed them all by act of parliament. And, um, and then he sort of changed his mind again about something else and, like, everyone just went, oh, we, oh, you know, we just couldn't make up his mind. He couldn't. He couldn't. So he's was the skipping king. But, um, yeah, blue and white. And um, I do, s- yeah, you'll often wear a, bl- a blue jumper. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I like. And
0: you've got quite a pale face, so maybe that's why it is.
1: <laughs> um, what? Which period of history do you see yourself in?
0: Um...
1: I see you as a bit of an Elizabethan courtier. Really? What what year are we talking This might be back to my spy theory. Because I okay. see you being a little bit spy in the Elizabethan yeah. court. Right. New and old well, I mean, Walsingham hanging out.
0: Yeah, I mean there was a lot of intrigue as well around the um Richard II's court. <laughs> Terry Jones. Terry Jones wrote a very interesting book about who killed Chaucer um posit in the theory that when richard ii was uh um got rid of and murdered basically that they the people who did that killed off all his uh like friends and people who were at the court and one of whom was chaucer so i could have been knocking about then as a spy
1: yeah no i'd like to see you in a rough so i'd prefer elizabethan if you don't mind um, do you think you see? Do you think anyone ever posits anything other than a theory?
0: I can't think of anything else that would be posited. And is posit a do? Is it a derivation of deposit?
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say yeah, but I might try and posit something else later.
0: You mean an alternative to? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Anyway, there's there's the centuries.
1: Okay. Um. um Right what were we talking about?
0: Uh what were we talking about? That's a good question. Oh yeah, uncertain times.
1: Oh yeah, the uncertain times. <laughs> and when yeah,
0: I mean basically times are always uncertain, aren't they? They pretty but, much are. Let's face it. There's a you know, the bottom line is that life is precarious. Yeah. We're all on a bit of a knife edge. Um even when it feels certain, like maybe during the Cold War, maybe not that's uncertain as well i mean there was a lot yeah. of there was a lot of fear around about basically everyone just getting killed in a nuclear war exactly um that's uncertain times
1: yeah that's pretty uncertain
0: yeah so um in these uncertain times just means nothing it it just means being alive
1: yeah. yeah yeah but but then again so in these uncertain times what people need what how would you what would you have them say? What would you have a corporation say? As an-
0: I would say, tell it like it is. During this, you know, time of the coronavirus, you know, describe it. Just tell it, tell it what it what it is that is they're they're referring to, really. Yeah, I mean that's what they're referring to, you know, because they're they're broadening it. They're broadening it in these uncertain times. It's just, well, what do you mean the virus, or do you mean, oh, there's something else coming along?
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Um. I'm not going to put it in because I think it's quite useful. I do think it has its place. I think what's annoying is the overuse.
0: Would you use it?
1: No, I wouldn't use it. But but about a week ago, I might have used it. Now that I've seen it 1,000 times, I okay. would not use it. I'd find what? another way. I'm talking about the overuse of it, though. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but to to stop the overuse, I'm going to have to get rid of the phrase entirely. And I I think it does have its place. Uh,
0: Could we put into Living Room 101 um, the overuse of it? So just limit the usage.
1: Um, Well, how many times are you going to let it be used?
0: Um, Everyone
1: everyone has two, two uses a month.
0: Well, you know how, like, you know um we're only allowed out once a day um yeah i think every corporation depending on the size of the corporation yeah Yeah. so if you if the corporation has got different divisions then those division divisions are separate entities and they have their own quota yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah i'd say two a month
1: for a corporation two a month
0: Two a month for a corporation. If they have separate divisions, then they're going to have more because those each each division has its own quota. Yeah.
1: Mm, no, no, this sounds all really muddy. Also, like if they send an email to a million people, is that still counted as one usage? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, well, no, it's not. It's not going. Come on,
0: well. that's fair. That's fair. And and by the way. Um, you're gonna kick yourself with this because you're gonna see it all the time now. <laughs> and you're gonna and you know, I've done it myself. I've done it myself for Living Room 101, where I've I've totally regretted not putting it in because I've see it everywhere subsequent to the uh not letting it in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does happen. I, I admit that it does happen. Um we're still seeing a lot of comedians with their mouths open.
0: Oh, this is happening. I mean there's a really bad leak in the in Living Room 101 because um, bad leak. I mean I, I would say we're seeing more of that than than before.
1: I mean, I feel like it's definitely infected around at least 30% of the comedian population.
0: It's it's definitely I mean it's something it's something that's catching, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um and I I feel a little bit anxious that we may have alerted people to it unnecessarily yeah. and therefore spread it a little bit this is um, um
1: just in case you haven't listened to early episodes you addressing the listener directly there which will have annoyed tom um this was comedians in their on their posters in publicity shots with their mouths open and uh yeah. it's happening a lot um, it is
0: it is yeah i mean and then comedians comedians who sh- should know better are doing it yeah you know that you, you
1: day in fact didn't you
0: as, yeah, I did. I sent you one yesterday. Um, name and shame, and, um, Johnny Vegas. Well, um, I was talking over you there, so <laughs> I don't think we heard the full
1: name. Johnny, um, Johnny Vegas, John Vegas, Mister John Vegas.
0: He had his mouth open. I didn't, and I wouldn't. I, I just wouldn't have put him down as a comedian with his mouth open on his poster kind of person.
1: No, but he is quite mad.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like he he has his own. He has his own way of of sort of being mad. And now he sort of jumped on the comedian with their mouth open pound wagon.
1: <laughs> Did you want to say mad wagon there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it got in the way, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, comedians who are, you know, very, very well respected and have their own set of um, values that they're very strict about. Yeah. Um, Willy nilly on, on their own posters with their mouths wide open. Yeah.
1: It's not cool. No, um, it's not. Before I tell you my next one. Uh, Hang on a minute. Amuse-bouche. Uh, Hang on a minute. From- you're definitely not putting in
0: the, f- the frequency of um, this argument that I made about you're going to see it everywhere. That's not swayed you in any way.
1: I, I'm already seeing it everywhere. It's a bit like me being out in a rain shower and big soaking wet and you saying, do you want to put this poncho on because you're going to get soaking wet? I'm already soaking wet. I'm kind of used to it now. Very 14th century a poncho. <laughs> That's my whole vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my brother yep. Nick um, has one that he, he would like us to put in. Um, okay. And it is this thing right? he he loves well he loves an audio book, um, and but it happens in books as well. And he has a thing where he doesn't speak French, right? And But this could apply to, you know, any any language one, one doesn't speak. But he has this thing where in any book that's kind of set in France, or he loves like a sort of travel book where someone's, you know, living in France, or, um, you know, the, these kind of like slightly comedy travel books. And he's got a thing where often in these books, they'll just write a bit of French, just a little bit, you know, a sentence of French, but then not translate it. And he's just like, stop assuming I speak French. I can't, I don't know what that joke was that you just had with the villager because you've just put it in French with no translation. Um, (laughs) And then I was like, no, I have this. I read a book fairly recently, which is, it's quite an interesting, it is an interesting book about the Mexican-American border. But the guy that wrote it is half Mexican and he, he just drops in these little, like bits of Spanish or or these kind of um, colloquialisms, or and I mean it's all right because I've got Google and I could Google and then get it. But I'm like, could we not just have like a footnote or something just to say what that was? I mean, I know you're putting it in for some authenticity in your in your book, but I, I don't speak Spanish. I don't know what that I don't know what that means. You're leaving me out. And I just yeah. if you had an opinion on this.
0: Well, I mean, is it? Um, I think if it's definitely uh, a bit of Spanish or a bit of French that is not that easy to to translate so there's a good chance that your reader might not know what that is I mean that's it's going to annoy me when when I don't know what it means you know what I mean
1: nothing's that easy to translate when you don't speak the language unless you know in French it's like pom or you know je m'appelle Chris or you know de frite si vous play
0: well that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about you know and also the context of around you know the, the the english around it um the english that follows on from it you can do you can totally that's written in in a, in such a way that you'll know what that french meant then do you know what i mean yeah 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 so you get you get that but if there's just a, a random bit of french or spanish that you know there's a good chance that the reader won't know what it is that's just pretentious wank yes
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's naughty isn't it
0: yeah I think and, it, it, and
1: it it's those sort of um kind of writers who maybe all their friends like they can't believe that anyone would be reading their book that doesn't have some you know fairly solid french <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> i know it's so it's so presumptuous about like their readership um yeah and and almost like sort of it's almost like signaling that if you're reading this and you don't understand what those two sentences was were <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't be reading it you know it's almost telling you that isn't it that yeah. You know, this is no, there's no place here for you. Yeah, yeah. This is your, this is not your kind of book. <laughs> and that's really tough. And then you may have be like three quarters of the way through the book at that point. And you kind of go, Ah, oh, you know, like, oh, I should, what, I shouldn't have been reading. I shouldn't have been reading the book. Is that what you're saying to me? I'm not welcome here. I'm not welcome here. I should go back to my other books. Yeah. I should go back to my other books with like pictures in them and no French.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not cool. I, I honestly think that. You just need a little footnote. Mm. I get you might not want to break up the flow of like your your chat, but uh, sorry, you can't just assume people get your, uh, you know, that you just had a merry little chat with a woman at the market about, you know, your aubergine. Oh, oh not aubergine. That's uh, a bit suggestive. Your, uh, <laughs> your apples and your oranges, <laughs> you know. Actually, orange yeah. would be all right, wouldn't it? Orange, I think you would get that. But
0: yeah, I think you'd get orange. Yeah, but um, I like the way you couldn't pick any fruit that wasn't suggestive. A lot of fruit and vegetables are suggestive, so let's just embrace that. Let's <laughs> just, bit... um, yeah. It's reminding. It's reminding me of. I think we've talked about this before, where subtitles on shows that suddenly there's just um, they omit, omit, they omit like a line of dialogue and don't bother <laughs> or it doesn't appear in the subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. And you're suddenly sort of like, well, what, what was that? You know, and, <laughs> and there's no explanation of why they left it out. And it often is some crucial bit of dialogue. It's not as if like, it's, you know, they've left it out because oh, it's saying the same thing as went before. It can be like a really crucial bit. And it's the subtitle. are just going, Hey, 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 Hey.
1: Oh, I'm not Do, them. Do you think they've worked out that like certain people, or, or, or you know, the average person maybe can't read uh, as quickly as people speak, and so they they get a bit economical? They're like, oh, we can't really put all that in because it will take too long to read, and then they'll be on nope. the next bit.
0: Massive gap of nothing.
1: Oh right, right.
0: Yeah, massive gap of nothing. <laughs> Poor <laughs> subtitling and you're just waiting for the subtitles to come up. I mean, live subtitling is a disaster, you know, oh. like on the new on the news or something like that. No, never. You know, there's no point in actually reading those subtitles because it's total nonsense and they come out, you know, they can't respond to it quick enough and and then all the words come out wrong, you know, and, and sometimes like there's some terrible mistakes in the wording that that yeah. so so and, you know actually the subtitle is saying the opposite of what the person is actually saying. Um that's not good. But, but on dramas, you know, you've got time. You've got time to put them subtitles in and do them properly. Anyway, That's... it's reminding me of that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll, you... I'll put that in.
1: Okay, great. Right, you will be he'll be really happy about that. <laughs> um. So here's the thing: I would like you to put into Living Room One Hundred and One, and I mean, I've got kind of my own argument against it, but I'm going to see how you feel about this, right? Okay. And it is. Cinema show times, because I don't, it's taken me like a long time to realize this. But if you work right until about six o'clock at night, which I often do, and you want to go to the cinema, you basically can't because <laughs> cinema show times. And so what I understand about this is obviously cinemas would rather have two shows of an evening than one. But pretty much every cinema will run films between like 6 p.m. and 6.30. And then the next ones are like 8.30 to 9. And that is just a rubbish time period. I'm talking during the week. Obviously, the weekend is different. But the early ones are too early if you work till about 6 o'clock. You can't get there by then. And the late one is just too late. Film starts at yeah. nine o'clock. It's not finishing till eleven. It's just it's too late. And so the um, when you say
0: six to six thirty, you mean that six or six thirty start time?
1: Yeah, yeah, start time yeah. between six and six thirty.
0: It's not a half an hour film.
1: No, 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 no. I mean, if it was a half an hour film, I just don't think I'd shell out anyway. I'd probably just wait for Netflix.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So.
1: But you must see the 7 to 7.30 slot coming what? up quite a bit, what? no? No, this is what I'm here to tell you, Tom Collinson. You do not yeah. see the 7.30 time slot coming up ever. Check it out. You yeah, really I remember. think
0: that's a new, a relatively new phenomena. Um, having, the, having the child, I don't go to the cinema that often in the evening. And um, I think that they're packing in two shows. They've decided, right, we need to pack in two shows to be competitive. Yeah. And um, I wonder if that's working for them, because their audiences may well be down, especially the 6,
1: 6.30. I don't see... I, I, I think if they just had a 7.30 showing, I, I feel like it would be better. I'd like someone yeah. to try. And I'd like at least one cinema to just be like, okay, we'll we'll be the ones that do the 7.30 show. I'd be yeah. there all the time. What about um, films
0: getting longer? Maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah you know like most commercial films now are 2 hours aren't they sometimes over
1: yeah yeah
0: and i think they used to be 90 minutes pretty much you know all yeah. all films used to be 90 minutes really yeah. and now you've got a lot of a lot of long films um, films are becoming a lot longer maybe that's the reason
1: yeah films do seem though ridiculously short ways to tell a story now though don't they don't you feel? It's, it's like now that everyone's used to watching so many hours of TV, the idea that you have to get all your character and all your your story into ninety minutes or two hours just seems
0: Yeah. Flimsy. I'm nodding. I'm nodding and um because you're in Scotland and I'm in London, you can't see me nodding.
1: Ah, uh, I can feel it though.
0: Yeah. Um, um it is it is I wonder if um long form storytelling, um, with your Netflixes and your like and the like Yeah. Um, are going to sort of um, erode the um?
1: Is is our films getting longer because of because of that? Do you think? I think so. I mean, like The Irishman, I watched like it was just a Netflix series. I mean, I had to. It's so long um but now i'm used i did actually think to myself it's all right you watch you know you'd happily watch a season of something oh i said season instead of series there um but i'd happily watch a a, a series that's 10 hours long do you know what i mean so i was like that's fine i watched the irishman i think i did it in did i do it in two chunks or three chunks but it was just like watching a, a mini series yeah i mean it's um it is annoying that um i mean who's it who's it for then it's for the cinemas to make money. It's just slotting more films into their allotted time space. People
0: must be going, though.
1: Well, I suppose people go, but then most people go at the weekend, don't they? But I like a, I like a midweek film. Uh, so what's your argument against it? My, no, my argument was just the economic one, that I think that I, I, I understand the kind of, you know, like my my... The bit of my brain that just loves efficiency is like, no, you can you can slot one in there, and then you can slot another one in there. Like I see that two showings is better than than one showing, but but it's not good. It's not good for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's reminded me a little bit of um, this this sort of obsession with choice. I don't know, is it to do with choice that people can go? You can, well, you can go at six thirty or
1: you can go at eight thirty. It's not really, is it? It's to do with just they packing them in to... Make more money. I do think that um like being a decision maker can just take people so high. Like I feel I've seen it in in Friends and I remember watching um did you ever see that documentary about Vogue called September Issue? No. No. Um well it's very good. (laughs) But but basically Anna Winter, who's you know, the uh she's the British editor of American Vogue, but she basically she basically says in in the documentary, she's like, I just make decisions. And she walks into a room where these people have put up like a photo, photos from a photo shoot that has cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to do. And she just goes through the photos and she just takes some down and everyone she takes off the board is like, no, we're not using that. And then as she leaves, the woman's like, she's just like removed kind of like $60,000 worth of of photography there, you know, and then they go to her and she's just like people, someone just needs to make decisions. And that's what I do.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's kind of, job that I'd
1: like to do the editor of american vogue <laughs> i don't i think that you'd be like you'd bring a new aesthetic
0: yeah um i i don't know i do a lot of cartoons but um <laughs> no just making decisions where you don't have all the other factors at play you know what i mean mm. um and you just kind of go right we're doing x y and z i mean i suppose i do do that to a certain extent doing the directing but um yeah you know you often have to weigh up all the other factors, and um, weighing up can be quite irksome.
1: Oh, so irksome. The way up. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I suppose I've got to put this in. I suppose I've got to put it in. Amazing. Um,
1: yeah. Thank um, you. I mean, really, like a 7.30 show is going to be so welcome, either back in my life, if it used to happen, as you guessed, yeah. suggest, or just in my life. Uh, it's just going to be great. I'm going to see a lot more films in the cinema.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm again, I'm glad I've... Uh, I'm glad I've made that happen
1: yeah well thank you <laughs>
0: um, okay so what I'd like you to put into living room 101 Chris yeah um, it's also um, lockdown related corona related okay. and um, you know I take I take my uh, I take my daily constitutional um, and um, on that constitutional basically it feels like that joggers um, are making a beeline for me
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: as I'm walking along the pavement. Yeah. Um, and I'm often with Stan, and, you know, he's sort of uh, erratic at the best of times in his walking along the pavement. Yeah. Um, but he's three years old, you know. Yeah. Um, and it seems to me that a jogger who is an adult would be able to kind of do the sort of two metres thing. Yeah. Um, quite easily, and not just instead... Come towards you so that you have to walk into the road, or you have to get out the way in some to some degree, um, and basically buzz you, like buzz past you, like give you a kind of fly past buzz. Yeah, and you know, a jogger is sort of um, if they've been r- running for a while, then they're sort of um, emanating quite a lot of sweat, a lot of breath. Yeah, and um, could be transmitting the virus if they had it. It's like What are you doing?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This happened to me yesterday. Um, You know, um, maybe I shouldn't have been on a path. I did stand to one side, but it was a pretty, pretty close fly past. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I get this. I mean, why can't they, why don't they, would it be so bad to just jog on the grass? You know what I mean? Yeah. jog, Jog somewhere that's not a narrow a narrow path but then I suppose they could say why aren't you walking on the grass but uh um- and there's
0: a there's a notice that's gone up in my local park um addressing uh joggers um saying you know you've got to keep your distance um and then there's a little cartoon uh of a sort of running man and then a, a sort of person with a a child um and the the runner is sort of running in the opposite direction to the person with the child which i think is quite you know yeah. graphic and, and kind of clear about what's going on although a jogger would probably run past it it's quite small print ah um you know so there's there's a you know it could be bigger um and then there's a cousin of this which is often an elderly person yeah um who seems to again to be um not el- not not too old old but maybe retired recently retired something like that um again they seem to be completely oblivious to other people on the path and will just walk their merry way along the route um and you know my my route to the park we don't live in a particularly affluent area but it gets quite affluent at the top of the hill yeah it feels like there's a degree of um this person well this is my street i've walked here for for decades, and I'm not going to change for anyone, you know, um, virus or no virus, I'm just going to walk my route. And because that's what I've done. And this is my street.
1: Yeah. Is this like specifically because you've got a child, which I understand but you feel like I'm not quite so in control of where I go. So would you please just have the grace to be the person that applies the two meter rule?
0: If I see someone else with a with a, a kid, I mean, I would say, and I was on my own, I would say, yes, that trumps me. Mm. You know, that, that person with that kid trumps me. They've got a child. I'm going to be the one to walk around them and go yeah. into the road. Um, it seems almost the opposite with with a lot of the people that I meet on my constitutional. Um, right. it, seems, it seems like that they are feeling like they have the kind of right of way, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know where it's coming from. It's sort of, can't we just all be a little i mean there's obviously exceptions it's not a it's not a rule in every case but it, when it happens it
1: happens a lot quite a lot you know well there are those thinking... degrees of opinion on on how much you know there are, there are there are those people that are a bit like oh we got through the blitz i mean i'm not talking them literally but you know that kind of blitz but i'm not changing things yeah you know the kind of people that will genuinely complain if any company cancels an event, you know, because it's like, Oh, you're giving into blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and there are varying degrees obviously, but, but I do feel like some people just have that kind of like, I'm not letting this, you know, affect my life. Um, but
0: it's-, but it's sort of because because often that that sort of attitude is directed against a group of people, isn't it? And it's a kind of mm. it can be a kind of racist attitude or something like that, or mm. you know, in, in in Brexit, it all came out, didn't it? Of like we're British and this is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. and um, and, they, and it's sort of like it's just totally inappropriate to apply that attitude to this situation. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, but they can't help it. It's like they can't get out of that mindset of like, Whoa, duh, 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 you know, and it's like almost you can imagine them sort of like facing facing uh, some real like extreme situation of, I don't know, like maybe like if they were kidnapped or something, <laughs> you know, and, and the kidnapper says, I will release you, you know, if you just say to me that you understand my cause, you know, and that and and I will release you and nothing, nothing of of harm will come to you. And then, and then they just go. Well, I'm never I'm not going to say that. I'll never say that. Before. Bang! Yeah, you're dead.
1: Don't <laughs> you know? negotiate with terrorists. What's that? Don't negotiate with terrorists. We well, no. then, you know, where will we be after that? The whole country will go to the dogs. You know,
0: <laughs> um, this is. But but and actually, you know, that kind of buzzing of you and and this sort of like, no, I'm going to walk this right of way. It could well end in them dying. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the horrible thing about it. Yeah, uh, really.
1: Yeah, it's it's um it's pretty cut and dried, isn't it? This one. I also feel like if I don't put this into living room number one, then I might get in trouble from the government because now I've got the opportunity to remove this blase attitude to um, social distancing. I think I I think I I will have to put it in. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean it's um it's a service that we're providing, really. That the government obviously is listening in and you know if it doesn't go in i think you know i do i do fear for Mm -hmm. our our kind of status in terms of doing this podcast and whether the government would be happy about us continuing with it
1: well um you know boris isn't well cummings isn't well matt hancock's not well and i they must be catching up on podcasts yeah i think it's fairly likely that one if not all of them are listening
0: Indeed, and the thing is, like, I mean, you mentioned politicians. I mean, this is like fundamentally a political thing because you have, like, for example, you know, Trump, who who didn't respond to the, to the crisis in the right way, and then he just had to sort of massively his words, and but it was too late. He just and he had that attitude. Oh well, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna count out to this and business as usual in two two or three weeks, and then oh dear, um, <laughs> oh dear, you know. Oh dear, everything's gone to shit. And like This parent um, doesn't
1: actually listen to my ballsy rhetoric.
0: Yeah, and it's all about that stuff of like, oh experts, we've had enough enough of experts. Um, I know best. I'm just gonna say what I want to happen. That's basically what he, he was saying. I'm just gonna say what I want to happen and you know, in some way it will happen. Yeah. And then and then he's met with the reality of the situation <laughs> and and has to like massively try and make up for for that kind of ridiculous arrogance you know and it that's that underpins really um his whole political philosophy it
1: must be kind of annoying because you just cannot manipulate a virus with with chat
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, i know yeah which must be- no matter how hard he tried <laughs> yeah covid
1: was not having any of it no covid was like that nah yeah, exactly. Um, the freezer in in this room has started doing quite a loud hum. I see. Can you hear that? Is
0: it is it a tuneful hum or is it just just one? Uh...
1: It's it's pretty. It's pretty one note, to be honest. One note. Um, and normally this is actually one of my you know it's it's not a rule for life, but it's definitely a truism, is that it it it's always late at night when you can hear the fridge, um, or or freezer. Uh, but actually yeah. at the moment that's not true. It's it's happening right now. So you know, if it just sounds like I'm doing a constant low hum, it's actually yeah. a freezer.
0: Well we may be um we may be at the end of times here, Chris, because what it's reminded me of, um hearing a freezer hum during the day is a bit like seeing maybe a bat flying around yeah. in daylight, um or an owl. Um yeah. you know, and you kind of, you see you see that and then you go you know that's not right. You know nature is is rebelling. Shouldn't you um, be
1: in bed. Shouldn't you be in bed?
0: Well, exactly. And then, then so the natural order is being is being um upturned. Um, and it's very Elizabethan actually. Um, mm. in that you know there was a an idea of the natural order of things, uh, Shakespeare's universe, all that with the with the queen on top there. Mm. Lovely, back. Eh? Lovely. Callback. Thank you. <laughs> um. What we're seeing here is is the upturning of, of the natural order where you're hearing fridge fridges hum willy-nilly during the day. It's not right. It could be the end of times. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, um maybe it's got COVID. What well, the fridge has. Yeah. I mean I think it's all right. Hopefully it'll get yeah. better in a week or so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that sounds very um
1: trumpian in its uh, optimism um so yeah i mean like joggers doing a doing a fly past um uh, and people not getting out of your way when you got your child that that's definitely going in
0: yeah i mean i'm i'm don't get me wrong cuz i will i will walk in the road as soon as i see someone coming i'll walk i'll cross the road or something you know what i mean yeah, um yeah. so i'm i'm doing a lot of avoiding i'm not being in saying this i'm not being the person who's just going to walk like, you know, no matter what, in a straight line. Yeah. Because um, yeah. that would be me just being like them. You know, just a little bit of kind of, oh, shall I move? Or sh- do you want to move? You know, just a little bit of that rather yeah. than just like,
1: oh, I'm coming through. little bit of eye contact, a little bit of movie, movie.
0: Movie, movie, son.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Talking of the end of times, um, we should probably wrap it up.
1: All right then, Tom. Yeah. Well, that was, you know, that was good. I think we've done some good work there.
0: I think hopefully um, the government will be pleased with us.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll be allowed like some kind of special privileges. Um, Yeah. You know, maybe be allowed a private beach or something just for a bit of a swim and. Yeah,
0: that sounds good. Would that be down,
1: Cambus Sands Way or? I mean for me it would be better if it was you know somewhere on the west coast up here. Um, okay. But I'm not well, what about like even I mean if the government lays on a kind of uh some kind of private travel there and back then I'll I'll go anywhere.
0: I mean I think I think I, what I'm thinking of is overseas territories. Ah. Okay. Where are you, you know thinking? um well possibly in the Caribbean where there's still a couple of dependencies. Yeah. <laughs> um then we could give like we could be given exclusive access to one beach or one oh. uh, there. I think that's pretty cool isn't it? I mean it's pretty fair isn't it? Yeah. And you know in the scheme of things.
1: Maybe we could like all be tested like me and your family and then if we're all clear then we could go together to a, a Caribbean island in a private jet.
0: Yeah. Although the government will probably just want us to go back to work.
1: Well, we could record podcasts while we were there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, brilliant. I'm in for that.
1: Cool. Well, let's see what happens.
0: Let's see what transpires. Um, All
1: right then, Chris. So I'm going to say uh, everyone keep safe and bye-bye. Okay, and I'm just going to go for a straightforward and simple goodbye.